Do you love to travel and save money? Or do you wish you could travel but money is holding you back? You're in the right place. Welcome to the Families Fly Free podcast, where I show you how to fly your family free forever using my simple fly free formula. I'm your host, Lynn Mettler. My family of four has mastered the art of flying free as simply as possible since 2015, and I want to show your family how to do it too. Hey everyone, I hope you're having a great week and here in the midst of summer. I just wanted to take a quick moment to thank you for listening to the Families Fly Free podcast. I truly do appreciate your support and I appreciate you being a listener. I really enjoy putting these podcasts together and sharing my personal experience and tips about travel and those of my many guests as well, who I love interviewing. I learned so many things from them as well. Um, So I hope that you have found it helpful and that listening to this podcast has helped you with your own travels in some way. Um, I really hope it has. So thanks again for being a listener. So we are recently back from Paris, where we had a wonderful time, of course. I don't know how anyone could not have a glorious time in Paris. Um, This was a reschedule, rebooking of our originally planned trip to Italy and Switzerland in May, which ended up not working out. But we were still able to use the airfare that we had purchased for that trip. Um, We purchased it using points, uh, so it was free. So we were able to switch that and use it for a future trip instead, which was great. Um, And so we ended up choosing Paris in June. So um, using points, we actually ended up saving $2,500 on airfare for this flight. And... um, I also saved up enough points to book our hotel, which was um, a five-star hotel, the Hotel du Louvre, literally right next to the Louvre Museum in Paris. Um, And it is a Hyatt property there. And so we actually saved $5,000 by booking this five-star hotel in points. So this was major, major savings that I scored on this trip. Um, of at least $7,500 using miles and points, which is awesome. So, um, and we loved this hotel. Um, It was in a great location, um, very easy to get to the different attractions in Paris. It was beautiful. The service was great. Um, I give it high marks. Um, And because we were able to book it for free, um, when I logged into my Hyatt account online, they had offered us to upgrade to a junior suite, which had a separate sitting area um, and also had a very small balcony um, with windows that we could open that literally looked out directly at the Louvre building. Um, And so if you're familiar with your history, you know, the Louvre uh, has not always been a museum, um, but actually is a the 17th century palace of French kings and queens. So um, you're actually looking at a 17th century building where kings and queens used to live, which is pretty amazing. So um, we did take this offer to pay a little bit extra out of pocket, not in points, um, to upgrade to the suite because we had paid nothing originally for the hotel. So that gave us an even more um, amazing stay in Paris. So I absolutely love Paris. I think it's the most beautiful city in the world, um, at least that I have ever seen. 
And so we've been there once before and we decided to make a return trip to see some of the things that we didn't get to see on our first trip. Um, and that included Disneyland Paris. And um, so I'm going to share more about my experience at Disneyland Paris in a future episode because there's a lot to say about it. Um, it definitely was very interesting. It's different than um, the Disney properties we have here in the U.S. And it was something I was super excited to see and to check off my bucket list. Um, but as far as the city of Paris itself, because Disneyland Paris is um, a little bit outside the city, um, we saw Saint-Chapelle, which is a medieval church that I uh, we missed on our first go-round, which is on the same little island in the Seine next to Notre Dame, which is closed at the moment um, and is undergoing massive reconstruction. So it's just literally covered in scaffolding, and construction just to see that's pretty amazing but you really can't even go anywhere near it unfortunately and we did get to see Notre Dame and a tin mass there um the last time we went so I'm super glad we saw that before the fire um and the destruction that it unfortunately suffered but Saint-Chapelle was built during the same time period medieval time period um by Saint Louis Saint Louis who was also a king of France um and it's known for its just stunning volume of stained glass it's very tall and narrow and it's just filled with stained glass um and it was originally built to house the crown of thorns which is pretty interesting um and it really is stunning so i would recommend seeing that we also went through the catacombs under the city uh, where the remains of some 6 million Parisians now sit. That's hard to even fathom. And they run from something like 200 miles underneath the streets of Paris. Uh, and you just see a couple mile portion um, on the tour that's open to the public. So that was something, again, we missed on our first trip. And it definitely was amazing and equally very creepy as well. Um, I am particularly interested in medieval history. And so I had read up on some of the very few remaining medieval buildings in Paris, there's not many left. Most of them were raised when they sort of redid the city of Paris in the 1800s, which is the look that it has today, that houseman um, beautiful look. But unfortunately, they lost many of the older structures when that happened. So I sleuthed out the few that were remaining and kind of went around a scavenger hunt, if you will, a treasure hunt to find some of these structures. So that was fun. I spent a day exploring the Les Marais, which is an area of Paris, which I highly recommend checking out. Um, it's less touristy. It's more charming, has a ton of history there. The Bastille was there. It was the former Jewish quarter. And there's a Holocaust museum over there. Um, a lot of um, famous people have lived there. So I went in Victor Hugo's residence, author of many great books, including Les Miserables. Um, and even Jim Morrison um, had an apartment over there, and I believe he died in Paris and is buried there also. Um, and then lastly, I spent a day in the Loire Valley, south of Paris, um, exploring three castles of French kings and queens, which is something I've always wanted to do. And so that was something I was able to um, see and check off my bucket list as well. So all in all, I gave our trip two thumbs up. It was amazing. Um, and I will be hosting a detailed webinar later this year inside the Families Fly Free membership, all about our visit, including how we booked our flights and our hotel, and including some of these lesser known things to do in Paris besides the Eiffel Tower and the Arc du Triomphe and the Louvre, all the normal things that um, tourists tend to go to first. 
Um, and we already have one webinar already in there that um, does include those must-see attractions and just kind of the basics for navigating Paris um, from where to eat to um, how to use the metro and all the different cultural things you need to know. Um, and we also have an itinerary in there as well that you can just take and download and um, use for your own purposes, um, tweak to fit a trip that you would like to take. So um, I already miss being in Paris and missing bonjour to everyone all day long. So fun. And um, their version of bonjour is something you do want to say to everyone as sort of a greeting, whether it be your Uber driver or the person at the hotel desk or a shop owner or a restaurant owner. Um, it's considered impolite if you don't address them that way. So there's a little tip for you. It's kind of like our version of, hey, how are you? How's it going? Um, that we would want to say to everyone. <clears throat> okay, so on to today's topic at hand, which will be a brief one because I knew I want to tell you a little bit about my Paris trip today. Um, and that is that the biggest perk of flying free that I never have thought of. Now, this is something that I realized that um, I am doing, but I just really had never thought of it this way. So I was chatting with a colleague recently about flying for free, and um, he brought up a big reason to fly for free, which I truly had never um, thought of. I had never... Um, internalized that I was actually was doing this, um, but which I wholeheartedly agree with. When you're traveling with your family, your goal is to see and experience a destination together, and your memories will largely be based around your experience at that destination, what activities you did there, what the landscape looked like, the food that you ate, and of course, those surprising moments that you can't predict that pop up um, that you will never forget. Those crazy things, good or bad, that happen that make for a very memorable trip. But you know what most of us don't remember? How we got there. So I could, took countless road trips as a kid um, and a few flights as well, and I barely remember a thing about the road trips or the flights. I do remember going scuba diving in Hawaii as a teenager and just being absolutely stunned at how amazing that was. I remember going into the town of Acapulco on our first trip out of the country to eat at their pizza hut and what a different experience that was than in the U.S. I remember taking a dance class on Broadway with Brooke Shields um, in my class in New York City. Never will forget that. And even seeing Buffalo in Yellowstone National Park. And I was in about third grade when we um, went and did that. And I um, had new Miss Piggy sneakers that I loved. And I stepped in mud on my way to see the Buffalo and was destroyed that I had possibly ruined my new sneakers. So these are the kinds of things that you remember, not the car ride there, not the flight there. Um, and your kids are probably not going to remember the car ride there or the flight there either. How you get there doesn't matter, so long as it's not a completely torturous experience, I suppose. Um, so spend your money on the parts that do matter, the parts that you will remember forever. Now, I have flown Southwest you know, almost six times a year, if not six times a year, every year since 2015. And Southwest is far from a torturous experience. I have flown airlines that are a torturous experience like Frontier, um, but Southwest is certainly not that. Now, a lot of people complain about the no assigned seating policy they have, and that is a downside. 
but it's absolutely navigable um, if you have the information about how to get the best seat on a Southwest plane. Totally doable. You don't ever have to worry about your kids sitting alone. Um, I was just chatting with someone who had just taken their first Southwest flight um, that they had booked in points um, and they were just expressing, yeah, they were a little nervous about how it was going to work and how they were going to sit with their kids. And um, it was all perfectly fine. Everyone got to sit together. Totally normal to be nervous about this because um, it is a downside just to not know in advance for sure where you're going to be sitting. Um, but I promise you, your kids are never going to be sitting by themselves. They're always going to have a parent sitting with you. It's don't worry about it. Somebody will switch with you in the worst case scenario. If you just can't find two seats together, um, the flight attendants are going to make sure that you sit together or some kind person on the plane is going to make the switch. I promise. I've never, ever seen it be an issue. Um, only once have I not been able to sit with um with my son two and two like one parent one child um and he sat right in front of me and was 14 and all was well um so it's well worth this one downside to fly absolutely free to your destination so get the getting there part for free don't spend money on airfare or gas for a car trip, road trip, or for first class tickets for that matter. I mean, if you really want to, you can, but I would rather see you save that money and do something amazing at your destination instead that you wouldn't have done if you hadn't gotten your airfare for free. So our members tell us over and over again how they eat at restaurants that they wouldn't have ordinarily or paid for a tour, an extra excursion or experience they normally wouldn't have. Um, or like us, they upgraded to a suite um, because we paid no airfare to get there and otherwise nothing for the hotel either. Um, and we even splurged on this um, tour to the Loire Valley uh, because we had saved so much on um, hotel and airfare. There are so many reasons to fly for free, for sure. Um, but this is one more to add to your list. In this case, it's not about the journey there. It's about the destination. So fly for free and then splurge on the memory making part. You will never regret this when you see all of the memories that your family has made together. Have a great week, everyone, and go out and make some of those amazing memories. If you're ready to fly your family free forever, I invite you to join my family's Fly Free membership. You'll learn how to stop paying for airfare throughout the US, Caribbean, and Europe so you can make those priceless family travel memories before your kids or even your grandkids leave home for good. And you'll learn it using my simple proven formula that's helped hundreds of families. Plus, it's risk-free. You either get your investment in the membership back in free travel, or I give you your money back. You can get more information at familiesflyfree.com slash join.